Hey guys, welcome to the Babylon Pastor Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Rob. Stay with us as we talk about church, theology, culture, and everything in between. Welcome, babblers, to the Babbling Pastor Podcast with your host, Michael. And Rob. I'm I'm also a host, right? Yeah. He no? Yes, he is. Oh. I yeah. in, I took a lot of helium before we did this episode. Helium. Helium. Yeah, just like the balloons. And okay. I've actually heard it can kill you. I don't know if that's true. Oh, all right. I have heard of you in, in take too much. Fun fact that's uh, not backed up by anything that I know that it can be, it can be, it can kill you. So <laughs> don't do that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't Obviously I suppose. Hey, but you know what you should do? You should get baptized. Yes. Yeah. That, that'd be good. That was, that was the, um, look at that transition that, of the century. That segue. Yeah. Really great. No, I'm great. Wait till you wait till you hear the ad read that I do later. You won't even know. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Uh, so let's come back to the second episode this month where we talk about sacraments. Last week we talked about baptism and what it was. And really, like you could tell that we were trying to hold that reins a little bit because we kept getting into the weeds a little bit. This is the episode where we actually just get into it and be like, oh, well, this is what everyone kind of believes. This is the fights that were had uh over it this is kind of where at least we have come out to obviously we're not the arbiters of all truth but maybe we are um so we we there was a there was a whole bunch of yep he's just osmoting the bible right into his head for our audio listeners he had the bible up to his head just taking it all in um there's the, the understatement of the century would be that there has been some disagreements on baptism and what that looks like. And we're not going to be able to get into all of them today, but we will get into a, a, a few a few different ones. So um, which one do you want to start with, I guess? Well, so I'm just going to, uh, so this is the disclaimer from me, right? Um, I'm going to say lots and lots of things that are not objective. Um, because I, I mean, I have... Obviously, I feel like I have, all talk radio should start with that. I'm I'm the pastor of Hillside Baptist Church, mm-hmm. so um, I, I have a particular view, and that is going to come out um, all over the place. But um, but it, it is it is important to talk about all of the different views, though, yeah. right? Because um, honestly, the Lutheran Presbyterian kind of uh, view, they have some really compelling arguments for it, right? So, um, so it's worth jumping into and at least talking about it briefly. Um, and so the two major views are that of uh, pedo baptism and what's called believer's baptism. Or credo, right? Credo baptism, yep. And so, pedo baptism is a is a fancy way to say infant baptism, and and credo baptism is a fancy way of saying believer believe baptism. So, um, infant baptism is obviously the child has not um, uh, heard the gospel at church and um, decided, you know what, this is for me. I'm doing this. Um, and, and then uh, some baby to, sign language. It was yeah. like, dunk me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like more food. No, I don't know. 
I don't know how to say it. Um, so it, it, it is not about, um, and, and they wouldn't claim that, right? They, they would not claim that, um, uh, that the child has chosen to follow Christ, right? Um, it, is, it is about um, them joining the family of God. Um, and so, uh, let's see. So they 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 actually have scripture that they go to for that. It's it's really because of the covenant theology that they subscribe to. And honestly, I personally subscribe to most of that. Um, but part of the covenant theology is um, that the old covenant. Um, versus the new covenant have different signs in the old covenant. This, and I'm, I'm going to go talk to, I, I go every Wednesday um, to prayer with some other pastors. And um, the, one of the guys there is part of a, one of the Lutheran sects or whatever. And, um, uh, and I know that if I get this wrong and he happens to care about it, um, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, he, okay. Side note, this is actually pretty funny because we, at, at prayer, there've been a time or two when, um, I've talked about a baby dedication that's coming up or something. And he'll be like, yeah, you can bring him over and I'll baptize him too. If you want, you know, like they're already dedicating him. (laughs) Point being, this doesn't have to be an actual fight. It's just a disagreement on, on the purpose of baptism really is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a disagreement, uh, um, a different interpretation on either side about the uh, actual purpose of baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the purpose that they would subscribe to, the Presbyterians, Lutherans, um, probably others. Yeah, I think like a lot of, um, I, I can't say this for sure, but I would think any churches that are more liturgical in nature. Yeah, um, lean that direction. Yeah, that, like mm-hmm. Episcopal alien kind of orthodox um or orthodox churches whatever right so you get the point there's there's a, a decent portion of of christianity that oh, yeah. um there's a lot of arguments for baby baptism was the yeah. thing to go. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and so the the covenant thing is is the reason it it is the argument um for the most part and um, it's this idea that in the same way that Israel, um, in the Old Testament, God commanded that Israel, one of the things that set them apart was circumcision. It was like this mark um, that, that happened to every infant eight days after birth um, that uh, sort of made them part of Israel. It was a, it was a, uh, a sign that you were part of the people of God. You were part of the chosen people. You're part of Israel, right? Um, And long story short, the New Testament version of that for them, that the new covenant sign, same sign is baptism. So um, uh, the the idea is that when an infant is baptized in a church, um, that is that church and that pastor or priest or, or whatever, um, signifying it's a sign that that infant is now part of the people of God. Now, after that, 
some some churches um and this this goes for the other side too but churches um do a terrible job at teaching about this stuff i think and so sometimes um i've, I've certainly met folks who um, believe wholeheartedly that if you've been baptized into the church you are part of the church regardless of your choices and the life choices yeah. you make and and who it it appears obviously that you follow right and it you know so if if uh, there are people that believe that if you were baptized into the church um and you end up being a, a mafia boss and responsible for murders um you're still baptized into the church and you're just going to have to you know mm -hmm. um you're good to go right you're saved because of the baptism thing that is not biblical okay and even even the uh, pedo baptists that um are scriptural pedo baptists and and use scripture to justify and and um and make their case that the ones that are biblical minded biblically minded biblically minded are uh, yeah whatever bro um are are gonna say that it's it is a sign that um that they're part of the family of god right now they are the ones that at some point in life have to confirm that sign by by making that decision right to, to follow christ um, that they're going to be a part of the church um so that um my lutheran friend um that i was talking about earlier he it is actively and on purpose and intentionally um not salvific it is not something that um saves this infant that is not something that's preached and taught yeah um, uh so that that's the gist of the one view right so pedo baptism infant baptism because it's an infant they don't um dunk them in water like we do that would be abuse um so the <laughs> i'm sure everyone's seen the video of the baby being dunked in like three times yeah. so, like, oh, somebody take the child but uh so there there are different uh obviously they use different means some of them it's just sprinkling some of them will just take some water and put on the head that kind of thing and and i i'm I, i'm probably not even talking about all of them i'm sure that there are lots of ways that they actually do it but the idea is they do it with infants okay yeah. that's that's the big consistent yeah. that's what you'll find if you're um a nerd that's what you'll find in the westminster confession of faith from back in the day pedo baptism um then there's the sort of baptistic or credo baptist uh baptism um and that is called believers baptism for a reason because the the idea there is um that i um i have chosen to follow christ he has regenerated me i am a new person he has saved my life and i want to show everyone right I want to be held to that. I want help living up to that, right? So there, there. It's this, it's this idea of, and here again, I'm gonna, I'm my um, non-objective thing is gonna pour out for just a moment. 
Kind of like when water pours out when you baptize somebody. <laughs> oh, wow. I've been waiting for that line for a while. Sorry. <laughs> because when um, uh, there, there are people who, who would disagree with this, particularly some of the, the Christian church and Church of Christ um, stuff that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is a picture of something inside that has already happened inside of uh the the person right um and so you you have been saved and regenerate um and so you're showing the church you're showing the world that you that that has happened to you that you notice i didn't say that you made it never mind that that has happened to you and um and so now you're going to be baptized um some of the argument for that is that um, the Greek um, word that um, is used for baptism is uh, points to actual immersion, right? Which again, you're not going to do with the baby. Yeah. Um, so the the means is important for the the Baptist, right? Like it's it's not just a sprinkling thing; it's a dunkum thing, right? Um, but even that, you know, okay, this is a side note, I know, but even that is a, is a loose thing, right? And, yeah. and it is because um, if someone has cerebral palsy, right, I'm not going to dunk them in the tank, right? Like it, so it is important and it is how we see it in scripture as far as the, the means, because the, the word means immerse, um, um, However, you know, we're, we're not going to pull a, a cancer patient out of the ICU to dunk them. Um, that's just not going to happen. Well, and you also have Philip and the eunuch. I, I would imagine that would be part of. Yeah, so that, that's actually part of the argument anyway, right? Because um, the eunuch, presumably, um, is Philip teaches him about Christ. He comes to know Christ. And after he's a believer he is baptized. In fact, he's excited about it. He's like, what prevents me from being baptized? And he goes and does the thing, right? Yeah. Um, So this is actually the only exampled way anyone is baptized in scripture is Mm -hmm. baptism. Um, So one of the, one of the things a a pedo Baptist can't um, point to a specific scripture with a specific instance where an infant or a child is actually baptized, um, a young child, uh, or uh, really a child in general. One of the one of the Bible stories that they would um, point to is um, like in the instance of Cornelius, uh, uh, who, yeah. um, uh, the, right? When you hear someone. Um, believes in christ is is uh, comes to know him is saved you and then he and his whole household you you would hear and so um they would say that well that his whole household would include his children um and frankly any of the children from other people that are in his household you know his servants as well (laughs) everybody in that house is being baptized today guys and and you know uh, there there are there, there are solid arguments on every side of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
and I think one of the things that's of, of certainly lesser importance, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, use this in a debate about it, but, but it's also, uh, if baptism is a picture of being buried with Christ and, and raising and risen with Christ as a new creation, a new uh, person, um, then there's really no better depiction of that than being dunked in the water, um, buried, and then raised to walk with in, in new life with him. Yeah. But, and that's, that's, you know, you, you obviously wouldn't use that argument in an academic situation. Like that's not a, it's just a, uh, I'll just call it a, a preference or a personal, you know, like that's another thing that I think of, but, um, yeah. well, so, and I think, yeah. Well, and I think all of this is going to be driven almost primarily by how you, how you grew up. Right. So, I mean, that, that's how you're going to be uh, taught or to use a fancy word, catechized. That's why it's what you're going to understand of how it operates. And like you said, like what's really interesting, not that I've ever driven, driven, I can't think of the word, dove in, thank you, into, um, into the topic too deeply. But I do know like it can get, it's very interesting to look back into the history of the church and be like, oh, okay, well, these were the, like, so for example, the, what I have looked into, I've found it very interesting to be like, oh, okay. So I think I've already mentioned in this episode, like the early church, there were a lot of teachings that came down to, yeah, this is, we baptize babies. Again, coming into the covenantal theology idea, referencing the text you've already referenced. And so much has been fought over on this regard. So one of the things I would say is one, like you've already said, like we're all coming from a position in which we go, well, this is how I was taught about it. But I think as you said, between you and like your other pastor friends that hold different views, it's, it's, it's good to approach it with this grace, right? So one of the stories I remember hearing in college was uh, when the debate over sprinkling and immersion was happening, like straight up people were like drowning people, like, because they were like, no, if this is what you hold, this is wrong. And we're going to straight up drown you. And they did. And I, and I was just kind of like, well, this got intense really fast. Like this, this went from zero to 100. I, I was like, people really did this? They're like, oh yeah, they straight up tied them in bags and threw them in rivers. And I'm like, this, what, what part of this? Like, did, they were like, no, this is fine. This is fine. This is, this, this is, we should definitely be doing this. So I think it's important to understand theologically where you're coming from there can be grace in the debate here. It, like you've already mentioned, Rob, like everyone has their verses for this, right? I mean, everyone has their idea of where it comes from or how you should do it. And it's interesting to come to the table and learn from one another on this because uh, even those that would say that it's a salvific, like there's a salvific part in it, um, aren't so dogmatic about it. They're like, you're wrong. You can't, like, like there's, there's grace to be had there. Um, so I think it's important, first of all, to come to that and two, really sit down because like you said, and the reason we're doing this is because it's a complicated topic that people don't talk about a lot. So it would be interesting if you, if you've never thought about it, like if you're listening to this, you've never thought about it before, it would be interesting for you just to sit down for, I don't know, a little bit, maybe over an amount of time and say, well, what am I? Am I, am I pedo Baptist? Do I believe that we should, you know, sprinkle babies or, uh, or am I credo? Do I think it's a believer? And just really think it out again, this doesn't affect 
whole, I mean, it does affect things. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but to know, okay, where do I land on this and why do I land on it this way? Um, that's, that's, that's actually important. I mean, we could say that about, uh, any Christian doctrine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, 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 but that is a super important part of anybody's faith is, you know, this, this idea that, um, you need to know if you don't know how to defend what you believe, um, or, or at least the, the why you're convinced or however you want to say that, um, then, then you're, you're missing out on, um, then it probably means that you don't know at all why you, you know, it, it probably means that you haven't investigated. You've just heard someone you trust maybe say that that's where they're at or that sort of thing. So, and this isn't any different. Um, baptism is, <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're commanded to do it, then uh, my goodness, we should, we should yeah. know where we're at. And know? I think that's the important thing right there. So when we're talking about sacraments, Jesus commands his disciples to go forth, teach what he taught, baptize in, in, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if that's the case, then, we should at least have an inkling <laughs> what that looks like instead of just be like, yeah, we should baptize. Okay. Well, what does that mean then? Do mm -hmm. we, I mean, so I was talking to somebody after this last Sunday service and I didn't, this had, I didn't preach on baptism or anything, but they brought it up and they were talking about when they were uh, a teenager, they were at a camp and they got baptized because that camp was baptizing people that made commitments that day and how, how angry their mom was that they weren't able to be there for that. And what, you know, the fact that even after that, they, it, there was a whole thing we were talking about, but it was interesting because no one had ever told her about baptism before she went to this camp or what it meant or anything. So she just kind of went along with it. And then the controversy after she's like, why is everybody upset about it? like what, what, you know, just the idea of, you know, what that means in a person's life, why that's important, you know, you know, when does it happen? What do you need to understand? Like, those are things that I think are important to think out, especially since it's, man, depending on how you grew up or maybe how you interact with the church, right? Especially if you're coming from outside the church and you don't have any background in Christianity, right? You go to a church and they're like, you know, have a big baptism up front or this other church over here makes you go through like 12 weeks of catechism before they even let you get in the water. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's important that we teach about it, especially from a pastoral perspective. Um, but also that as just as a Christian, we understand the importance of it. There's people I know, for example, and maybe you know some too, that like, they didn't get baptized forever because they were just like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> like, I, I know it's important. I am following Jesus, but I, they, they just didn't want to be impulsive about it. So they waited forever. Some people waited until they could go to Jerusalem and get baptized, you know, right in the Jordan. Like, it's just all of these things that it's important to know why you believe what you believe. And here, here's the thing that I do want to point out. Like, you don't have to have all the answers all the time. Like, just look into it. Like, it's very interesting to see people's opinions on the verses and stuff. Because if not, what you'll do is you'll find yourself getting saved and you'll come home and you'll be dunking your whole house. And they'll be like, what's happening, dad? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Baptize me. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know, um, so one of, one of the questions that I've heard um, as a pastor is someone asked, 
Um, and I say someone like it's one person, but it's not. This is a this is a major thing that a lot of people struggle with. And again, it comes from uh, lack of teaching on on the church's part. And and you know, it's not all that. The lack of desire to study and learn on the yeah. on the believer's part, right? But um, <clears throat> but uh, is baptism required? Yes, um, that that is the nature of the word command. However, um, it, it, you know, there, really there, have to get into the Greek on that one. <laughs> nope. There's there's uh, a lot of um, there's a lot of question after that, right? Like, okay, it's a command of Jesus. Jesus wants us to get baptized. I get that. Um, do I have to do that right away? Do I wait until a certain you know, point, should I wait to see if I've actually had life change? You know, like there, there are lots and lots of questions about it, um, about how, when, where, you know, all the, all these, and, and I think I heard this from Francis Chan once, um, and not that I'm advocating for any of the, caveat asterisk, you might put that in there anymore with everybody. I reference a person doesn't, yeah. Um, on the same page as if he would ever care or hear uh, this anyway. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, I heard from him, I heard him say once something that I thought, yep, that makes sense. You know, uh, we have all these questions and, and arguments even about, you know, well, you need to um, uh, be baptized and you should do it right away. That's the point. You know, that's what happened with the Ethiopian eunuch. He understood the purpose of baptism, the reason and the importance of it, and that it was a command. And, and so he's like, well, what prevents me from getting baptized right now? Right. And, and so Philip, they went down there and he was baptized. Right. And the, so there's, uh, there's that. And then there, there are people who don't feel ready to be baptized which <clears throat> I think just comes from a, a, maybe a misunderstanding of the, the purpose, yeah. personally. Um, but uh, and that, so there are all these arguments and stuff. And, and Chan just said, look, the point is just do it. <laughs> it's a command. It, it's not all about the how and the where and the when. It's like, look, if you've come to know Christ, if that's a thing that's new for you, you've come to know Jesus, then get baptized. It's not, it's not a rocket science kind of thing, right? Like that has to be thought through and, and, you know, um, it's, a, it's just a command, repent and be baptized. Right. Um, and it's a command to all disciple makers. Yeah. Right. Um, go therefore. And, and part of that is baptize them in the name of the father, son, and Holy spirit. Um, and so, uh, it it's a command, and and I don't think that um, like personally, if you if you're a new believer, all you really need to know um, about the how and why is um, Romans six four. This is the picture, right? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead uh, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. There's your why, okay? Yeah. Well, how, when, doesn't matter. It's a command. Yeah. Let's do it, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, that he he was like 
it doesn't matter. It's, it just says repent and be baptized. So let's just do it <laughs> instead of making it a, um, you know, instead of getting to attorneys and arguing it in a court, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's lots of times where I think we do not just on this, but on a lot of things, like we just overthink it like big time. Like there are churches, for example. So for all the arguments that people would get for like spontaneous baptisms on Sunday morning, the same argument can be made about like you made this person go through a 12 week catechism course to make sure that they understand all of the details, which is great. They know it, but was that necessary? Like, <laughs> like was it, did they have to know every detail, which they probably can't even recite all of that back to you now? Like that wasn't the point. Like the idea is that I think that, again, what you said is it's that as we point out, as Paul points out in Romans, it's this representation of a changed life. So if there's evidence of a changed life, all right, let's like, and even if you're going back to the, the Ethiopian Yumik thing that like, oh, well, how would you have known of a change? Like he has this desire to do this thing because he understands who Jesus is. Seems to me as if there's been regeneration there, right? Like, even if it is then, like there's this desire to do this thing as a representation of my understanding of who, who Jesus is. So um, to, to put like this pinpoint of like, I'm going to watch you for five weeks to make sure you really are changed. Like, all right, well, you're not the, I mean, there's obviously fruits of that, but to do that seems a little bit of yeah. overkill uh, to say the least, I think. So I think there, I mean, like you said, if there's this genuine idea of like, I know who Jesus is now and I did it two seconds ago and I want to do this thing that represents like, I want to follow him. I mean, in some churches, it's actually even like this membership thing. Like it's part of, this is me coming into this community sort of situation. Um, yeah, I think sometimes we overthink it. So understanding where you fall on, it's great. And being able to discuss it a little is fantastic, but the act of it, like you already said, like if you're a Christian, this is the thing you should do. Like it's, it's part of this process of your, of, of, of your walk with the Lord of saying like, like the change that you know, that's happened is then represented in baptism for everybody to come around and celebrate and praise God for, um, which is why if you've ever been at, you know, a baptism service, there's, well, I'd hope there would be excitement, right? There's this, there's this understanding that this person was dead and now they're not anymore. And so there's a lot of whooping and hollering and clapping and praising because you know what that represents um, because you've, you, you know who that person was before. So, yeah, it's this, it's this very important thing that we can definitely get on the weeds and definitely discuss about. But I think if you're throwing people in bags and drowning them, you've kind of missed the point. So <laughs> like over a disagreement, you've, you've sort of yeah. totally missed the reason that like we're doing this. <laughs> so side note, um, I had the immense honor and privilege of baptizing my youngest son. I saw that uh, video. It was really good. And, uh, this was, you know, um, last year. Um, so it's, it's been a while, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I remember having the conversation with them and talking about it, um, about actually the, the act, what we were going to do walking through that with him. Um, and, and I, I as I was explaining that to him, I said, so I'm, you're going to hold your own nose and mouth and stuff like that. And so that you're not, you feel in control. You're not, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Um, and then I said, I'm going to dunk you down into the water to represent Jesus, you know, dying and being buried. Right. 
Um, and then I'm going to hold you under the water for one minute for every sin you've committed. And then he, he thought about it for a second and then he interrupted me and said, so you're going to kill me. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just more confirmation. The boy gets it, man. The boy gets it. I'm going to be under there forever, dad. <laughs> But anyway, that was when you talked about like drowning people that that came yeah. from because that was a funny moment for us. But um, you're right, son. You're right. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so so here's here's a big question, honestly, um, and it's part of uh, what Francis Chan was uh, talking about in his statement. Does baptism save you? Is it actually required for salvation? Um, and so it's not a question of when should I be baptized? It's a question of when, at, at what point am I actually regenerate? At what point have I been regenerated by Christ? Am I born again? Mm -hmm. um, some would say that that is at the point of baptism um that it's repent and be baptized and that comes from acts 2 38 that's the main uh the the main text that that um that folks who lean that way would use and and it's because it's pentecost peter's preaching he uh the holy spirit is moving there and he uh the things that peter says um, cuts them to the heart, it says, right? So the, the huge crowd out here is um, worried now because of what Peter is saying. They, they understand, holy smokes, we're uh, in trouble. What shall we do? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so their answer, what, what do we do, Peter, to fix this? What, what do we have to do to make up for, you know? Um, and uh, in Acts 2.38, Peter said, to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, so, the the idea there, and what what it seems like, is repent and be baptized. Those are the two requirements for the forgiveness of your sins. So, if you simply repent. You do not have forgiveness of your sins. You repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is when you have forgiveness of your sins. That's that's the idea, right? And there are other ways of thinking about that. Well, or you could take the context of the whole scripture and actually see. <laughs> they they have other arguments, right? Yeah. Like um, when you there's. Um, so uh, this is just a quick example, but Ezekiel 36, okay? Um, I know that's kind of off the wall, right? Ezekiel 36, uh, this is God speaking through the prophet Ezekiel to Israel, right? But he says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness, uh, cleannesses and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. And so he, he goes on and so that's just one example of sprinkling or baptism or water being used. Um, and, and there, it sounds like it's that act from God 
that will clean them, that is actually going to do the work of cleansing them from their sins, right? So there, there are things like that in Scripture that could be pulled out, right, and, and used to say, well, what about this? Well, what about this, right? Yeah. Now, God didn't physically with water sprinkle and and actually that's the word sprinkle right so there there you go with that but he he didn't actually physically grab some water and sprinkle every human being in the nation of israel there you're looking at figurative versus yeah right yeah so so that there are arguments on both sides of the coin is is really where i'm going with that i fall into the side that says look (laughs) like um so okay, I, I I went to Louisville Bible College for five minutes, right? And back in the day, and that is a Christian church, Church of Christ, um, Bible College, and um, so they're very. Um, you must be uh, repent and be baptized to be saved, right? Um, and. I remember being um, talked to by one of my um, professors even uh, because I, I was baptized when I was six years old mm-hmm. and, um, and I understood what I understood it as best as a six year old could. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I, I said something like that. Right. Um, and and then you know I think we went on to talk. And it was, wasn't just me and him; it was me and him and another student or two. We were just hanging out, really. And um, but I went on to talk about how you know I've had experiences since then that have like you know I've had wake up moments, you know, mm-hmm. since then where God had uh, worked in me and I'd seen some really significant change or whatever. Um, and so it, it sounded like, you know, I did this thing when I was six. Um, and of course, I didn't understand the gospel completely. I still don't. Okay. We can talk about that later. But, but he, he was concerned, like legitimately concerned and, and was like, um, I, I can't tell you what to do, but I, I would get baptized again um, because it's a salvation issue. Yeah. Right. It's an actual if that wasn't the case, if then you're not a Christian. Right. Then you're not saved. Right. And that's and and, you know, thankful for his heart behind that. He was actually concerned about me and and wanted, you know, what was best for me. Um, But I, I don't fall on that because I also at that at that college, you know, you ask the the hypothetical question, right? Person becomes there is no water as a wreck, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And the answer that I always got was, well, that's, that's, um, up to God. That's in the hands of God at that point. And my answer to that would be, if you subscribe to that, both of those are actual requirements before salvation, then the only thing you can say in that situation is that that person is not a Christian and therefore they're in hell, 
right? It's either one or the other, right? And so, um, it, in in my mind, if if it is up to God and it's in His hands at that point, like person um, confesses Christ, repents of their sins, and dies on the way to the baptism, <laughs> right? <clears throat> um, then um, God has already acted and stated that baptism is the requirement. So that doesn't matter. What they professed, what they confessed, what they've repented of does not matter if they had not been baptized. They're dead in their trespasses still. And they, you, you know, you get what I'm saying. And so um, I, I would hear that argument a lot. And, and it's like, well, you have to pick one or the other, man. I mean, it can't be kind of riding that fence a little bit. And so, um, and if that's where you fall, I, I think you're wrong. And I could, I feel like I could argue that in scripture, but um, the argument is, this is, and this is where Chan was going when he was talking about it. It's a stupid argument to have because the word says, repent and be baptized, right? In multiple places, it's expected of a Christian be baptized. So, um, the only time that that should matter is in that hypothetical situation I just mm -hmm. made up, right? Yeah. Well, Anything other than that, the point is, that's so awesome. You've just been regenerated. You, you trusted Christ or whatever. Let's get you baptized. That's yeah. awesome. Let's do this thing publicly, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's so the it's difference between reading it as a... Uh, a, a an addition to salvation rather than an expectation because of salvation. Right, sure. And this is where I think, I mean, I'm not going to get into it because we're running out of time here on this episode, but I think to, to, to build an entire doctrine of salvation upon, a, on those texts, when you have all of scripture to pull together and say, okay, where does this fit within all of scripture? It comes back to the point you just made. It's more of the expectation of the believer to do that. So when, when Peter, for example, is giving the, the sermon at Pentecost, the idea is that you're already here. You're already, if you're, if you're going to repent, you might as well get baptized because you're already here. Same thing with those that we have those examples, the repent and believe or re, repent and be baptized in the other examples of that. It's you're going to repent. You've obviously been regenerated because your heart is compelled to do so. Uh, and because you've been regenerated, then you you're you're going to get baptized because you do believe um yeah. to stick that on as a and again not to be disrespectful to my brothers and sisters in christ but you're just i think you're reading something into the text that just simply isn't there um if you're looking at if you're looking at other places in the scripture that um does not make that a requirement same thing i think it's the, it's the same argument for example <clears throat> with the charismatics and the tongues thing like you're you're adding something to this that isn't isn't explicitly stated except in the text that says okay this is what happened and then immediately followed you to this well <clears throat> circumstantially within the situation that you're talking about contextually yeah okay that would make sense within that circumstantial situation um but to make it a for all time for all people situation i think is you're pulling a thread that's not meant to be pulled on that particular topic but anyway 
Yeah, I, and so I think honestly, with all of the different views, right? Um, I'm just going to assume for the sake of who I think. Now, this is your expertise. I don't know, but but for the, expertise for the sake of who our actual audience oh, to be, right? The, um, very likely there 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 are probably not uh, at least many who are watching or listening to this who are um, wondering what kind of theological arguments we're going to have about the matter. It's in my, in my mind, I, what I want to leave people with here at the end of the day is that scripture does command this. Does it baptize? Does it save you? No. And, and I don't even think that the people who would say it require it's required for salvation would claim that because if they did, the guy wouldn't have been worried about me. Right? Yeah. It, it is, it is, baptism does not have the power to save you. Um, it is, it is, um, it is simply a requirement in scripture. And it is, it's not like, it's not so difficult and complicated as we make it sometimes. The, the, the takeaway from all that scripture has to say about baptism is um, that uh, repent of your sins, turn to Christ from the, all of the stuff that you used to worship, namely you. And, and if you've done that, if, if you're trusted, if you've trusted in him, then scripture, don't complicate it. Just be baptized. Tell everyone, tell the whole world as best and publicly as you're able. I'm in. Yeah. Right. Like I'm in and I'm, I'm, I'm in for the long haul and I, and I want you to help me um, and um, publicly declare that. Uh, and that's, that's in my mind, that's, that's the whole thing. We can argue about all the other stuff, but we probably have less parents wondering if they should baptize their infant on this watching or listening. than we have people who maybe haven't been baptized, who are believers and we just need to clarify that, you know, yeah. it's, it is a command in scripture. And so just obey it, yeah. <laughs> right? Declare yeah. that, that publicly. Good deal. Take, yes, take the gift and stop fighting over it. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> good. All. Just enjoy it. All right, guys. Well, hope this was helpful. Uh, next episode next week, we'll be talking about uh, the what of communion. And then we will talk about uh, the details of sort of some of the differences in the last episode of this month. So if you're interested in that, check back next week. Check back. Actually, I can't even talk, guys. Check back next week and we'll get into communion. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm going to go baptize some babies or no, I'm joking. I'll talk to you. I'm just I'm going to baptize my office fish. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.